Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Lifers out there, how are we doing today? Hopefully you're feeling great, and maybe if you're not, we're about to make you feel great. How's that sound? Is that a fair deal? Yeah, I think so. As always, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, oh my gosh, check those babies out. I think we're closing in on, uh, this might be number 80. I need to check them, see where we're at in that, but if it's not number 80, it's darn close to the 80th podcast of the Kickin' Life Show, if you can believe that. So folks, buckle up, saddle up, buckle up, get ready. We have got another rock star guest. Now, this gentleman, he has done, uh, he's kind of moving up in that Tony Robbins era. Now, he's probably going to be embarrassed me even saying that. But what he does with this turkey brigade, which he's going to talk about today, is just another, and he's in the martial arts industry. He, he works with Team Paul Mitchell. He travels all around promoting good health, good harmony, he inspiring and empowering people to believe in themselves, to rise up to the challenge when life knocks you down, how to battle through, battle back. But then also remembering to, to help out the little guy as well, because we were all little guys at one point in time. And in our heart, we're still that little guy or still that little gal. And that means we can all go from the heart, give from the heart to help empower and inspire others by doing those little bitty things. So who am I talking about? I welcome to the show Master Chris Rappold. Chris, how are you, sir? Sir, I am doing great, and that was uh, that was quite an introduction. I just listened to you there, and I got pumped up. Yes, well, that's what this show is all about. Uh, I, I'm getting goosebumps. Yes, it's about, uh, and the kind of the intro says it, and our fans and listeners and, uh, you know, viewers of our um, video blogs, it, it, it's, you know, I, I was hyperactive as a kid, I'm hyperactive as an adult, but I'm trying to use that hyperactivity, that God-given gift, which I used to think was a curse, <laughs> to uh, empower right. and inspire people when life kicks our butt. And, you know, it's tough out there. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, as Rocky says. But, you know, uh, my thing is to try and empower another and lift another up. You know, Denzel Washington talked about that a lot, about how you, you, you succeed, lift one, you lift yourself, then you lift another one, that other one lifts another one. And kind of that's a big part of the show today. I want to talk about all the wonderful things that you're doing to do that very thing and lifting others up. But before we get into that, tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, if you would, please, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I, uh, I'm i uh, 49 years old, just turned 49. and uh, Happy birthday. Doing martial- hey, thank you so much. I've been doing martial arts for uh, uh, 35 or so years. I have a degree in exercise physiology. And I, um, uh, when I graduated, about two months after uh, I graduated, I opened uh, Personal Best Karate, our first location, and have been doing that ever since. Uh, now, uh, this year, uh, next week, we celebrate our 20th, uh, 28th year in business. So, um, for the most part, that's, uh, you know, that's really what I have been doing. Uh, the other track is as a professional athlete. When I was 19 years old, I was picked up by a local uh, uh, regional team that was just getting started, and it was called uh, uh, John Paul Mitchell System uh, at the time. And um, you know, 31 years later, uh, you know, Team Paul Mitchell is you know the number one you know sport karate team in the world. And uh, 
so the other part of my life, I've been a professional athlete. I've uh, been able to win five world titles in the time that I competed. And uh, now I'm the executive director of the team. And uh, so I uh, am part of a, a very dedicated group of five individuals that, you know, that helped to uh, shape the vision of where we're going to continue to take the team in the future. Fantastic. Absolutely awesome. And, and, you know, and we've known each other for a few years now, but I, I didn't realize you had a degree in exercise physiology. Uh, my degree's in kinesiology. So there we go. That's why we're brothers. Uh, right. nice. <laughs> we nice. got this thing yeah. going on here. Good stuff. Go. Good stuff. And um, uh, the, the quote I had for our listeners today was a quote I actually uh, referenced a few weeks ago. Uh, and I know you know uh, Master Paul Garcia very well. He's a good man. Um, I go connected with him, reconnect with him just a couple weeks ago. Uh, reading this quote made me think of, of him. It's from Zig Ziglar. And you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I think that's a story of anything, you know, not only getting the college degree, but, you know, getting uh, starting personal best karate and anything you did, you had to have that starting point in order to. And we're all, you know, humble and you're one of the most humble human beings I know. Uh, but you have achieved a level of greatness that others aspire to uh, to achieve. But you've got that humble background that if saying, look, I started someplace just like anybody else. So that reference. And uh, when I first met Paul Garcia several years ago, that was one of the uh, quotes he had presented. And to be honest, I had never heard of the, the Zig Ziglar guy five or six years ago. And now I'm just, you know, I can't get enough of him, even though he's passed away, his audio books and, and his programs and everything else. And that has been that great connection that's, you know, kind of connected you and I together, Kyoshi Dave Kovar, Master Chip Townsend, Melody Schumann, you know, all these Brandon Beliso greats in the industry. And I share with our listeners all the time, uh, Mr. Apple, that uh, you guys have always been there. It's just that I, I didn't seek out what was there. So I share that with our listeners a lot that uh, um, I was kind of trapped in a proverbial round hole with this organization I was with for 26 plus years instead of getting out. By getting out, it opens a whole new world of what is really out there. So um, you have been a great instrumental tool in all those things with the positive energy, with the motivation, the things you're doing with Paul Mitchell. But it gets back to the quote. You don't have to be great to start, but gosh darn it, you got to start in order to be great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. So um, before we move on, I, I teased the listeners last week, and I'm and kind of talking about the, the Turkey Brigade. I just a few weeks ago was in Chicago and uh, attended the Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within, and you know, he does a, a great thing with you know feeding because at one point in time, he was unable to have a Thanksgiving at his house, and someone reached out to him and provided him a meal, even though his father wasn't happy about it because his father says, we don't take charity. Um, it really impacted Tony in a positive way, and he knew how much he suffered, so he wanted to end suffering for others. So that's kind of how he went on his, uh, um, and I think he said this year he's gonna, uh, his goal is to feed 100 million people uh, over Thanksgiving. Now, you started out similar to what Tony did with just feeding, what, one family and then two families and then three families. And I know at the last conference I attended with you there, you had talked about a way to make this happen in our community. And we're going to try and work something out this year because of that. So your reach, once again, oh. don't have to start to be great. Or you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, even if they're not in the martial arts community, something they can do to kind of get the turkey brigade, as you like to call it, going just to help serve <laughs> others. Yes, sir. Um, you know, the, the Turkey Brigade is a labor of love. We've been doing it now for 23 years, and 
I think rightly, as you identified, we, we uh, you know, we all, you know, kind of had to start somewhere. And I think the seed was just, you know, recognizing within your community. There are places all over the world, uh, Rich, that are in need of help and, and support. And, you know, my heart, boy, it goes out to all of them and I do what I can. But sometimes we don't even have to look as far as, uh, you know, another country. We can look right within our own community. And uh, when I started this, it was actually inspiration. I know it, it I think the, the idea originated with Tony, but I, I um, it kind of came to my consciousness because a gentleman uh, out in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Keith Hafner, had started taking uh, the concept of what Tony was talking about and applying it to his martial arts school. And I've always been a big fan within our schools of uh, uh, experiential learning. You know, you can talk about kindness and courtesy and, you know, kind of service above self on the mat, but it's a lot more powerful if you can, you know, kind of wrap a way around giving a child the experience of being of service or practicing kindness, etc. So, you know, we looked at within our community and we said, you know, who are the people that are the most vulnerable within our community? And, and my heart's always gone out to, you know, people that, that have uh, very little means, people that don't have the ability to put food on their table. Um, you know, that's one of the, the target groups that's always been kind of near and dear in my heart. So that, you know, that first year with the size of the school that we had at the time, we said, you know, we'd love to try to feed 50 families for Thanksgiving. So we, uh, we worked with the, with the town, as I remember, and maybe a local church, and we found where there was a need uh, and there was a shortfall. And uh, we kind of marshaled our resources together and we figured out it would cost, you know, $25, $27 in total to feed a family for Thanksgiving, you know, an average family of four. And, uh, you know, we did that. So, you know, you kind of multiply the math out and you see what you you need. You know, we did a canned good drive and we did donations and bake sales and all of that. And with the generosity of our, you know, parents and, and students, that first year we were able to feed 64 families and really year after year after year it's it's really just grown but um you know sometimes people want to be of service um but they just don't know what to do and i think is you know i've heard commented over the years by you know many families is you know thank you so much for doing this because we've always wanted to share an experience like this with our children but we never really you know, kind of knew where to start. So I think that, you know, the Turkey Brigade provides a, you know, a great opportunity for that. You know, flash forward, um, you know, 23 years, um, you know, that you know, certainly the numbers have grown in the, the complexity of what we do, but, you know, really it's the same, it's the same uh, experience that we want to give, which is you take a family uh, with children, and you have them involved in some capacity with raising the money, donating hand goods, giving of their time. We have them involved in packaging the meal together. And then the final step is we have them involved in actually taking that, that basket and delivering it to the family uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. You know, what's very powerful for us is that the child, for the effort that they give, they see where the uh, 
the time, effort, and energy goes. And I'll tell you, when you, when a seven-year-old walks up, you know, the, the pathway and knocks on the door with a basket in hand, and they see another, you know, seven-year-old standing on the other side of the door with his parents receiving the basket, you know, that's worth a thousand lectures <laughs> by parents saying, well, you know, you should be grateful for all you have. And for that moment in time, you know, maybe for the first time, the child realizes just how fortunate they, they are. And that's much more powerful than the lesson. Now, as, as powerful as that is for the child, you know, listen, you know, moms and dads in our busy lives, we just, sometimes we just forget, you know, we all, we all deal with, uh, you know, the same dozen challenges a day that, you know, everybody probably deals with, but sometimes we can get caught up. So experiences like the Turkey Brigade, I, I just, I think it's, it's almost like a spiritual cleanse and, you know, what an appropriate time. My children have been doing the brigade, you know, I've won 18, won 14, and they've been, you know, they've been doing it their entire life. And, and truly to us, for our family, Thanksgiving is the Turkey Brigade. We, we definitely sit down and we eat a meal on on Thanksgiving together, but that that spirit of giving thanks is really embodied in the experience of doing this work. Oh, I'm standing here with goosebumps and uh, got a little frog in my throat there. Especially the, the the spiritual clean. Oh my gosh, that's a powerful, powerful presentation there. Think about that, folks. It's a spiritual clean. You were. We all talk about doing things for others, and us in the martial arts industry, we give everything we've got on the mat to empower these kids to believe in themselves, to look at the good, to stand up and help out others, but to actually do it. And and for a seven, eight, nine, ten year old, whatever, giving that to a family and seeing in the eyes of another child who's not as fortunate as they are, but you're doing that for them. Holy smokes! You know, and and, and we've talked about this, and I've sat through your conferences and listened, but just hearing that. That connected the dots for me. You know, it had before, but yeah. I mean, sure. Think about that, folks. Uh, think about that for just a second. And like you said, Chris, we're, we're all busy. We've all got our same 10, 12, 15, 20 challenges a day that we're fighting, you know, our own battles. We're all, all battling against. But to think about that and what that means for somebody else kind of puts our stuff, our, our problems in uh, perspective there. But it also, also brings out that heart that makes us feel good. Because there's so much negativity that, you know, gets, unfortunately, the spotlight nowadays that little things like this that you can do in your community, you can do. And once again, regardless if you're a martial artist or not, you're a human being. And that's all us martial artists are, is human beings with hearts. We want to share our God-given talents and message with the world there. Everybody's got their own message. But this is a way that you all can do something that really touches your heart and really gives back. Fantastic. And, and, and Chris, you said your daughters have been doing it their whole life? Yeah, you know, they really have. I, I remember doing deliveries, you know, and I'd have the basket in one hand and I'd have the, uh, uh, you know, the the carrier in the other hand that my daughter was in. So uh, they, when I tell you they've been doing it their whole life, they've been doing it their whole life. And uh, it really is just, uh, it just become, you know, over time it just becomes an extension of what they do. My daughter right now, my oldest daughter, who's 18 years old, she's um, she's off of away at college right now. And, you know, I was talking to her on the phone the other night, and she's um, she's going out um, 
she's rushing this week for a sorority. And there's a whole bunch of different sororities that, that are on campus and available to her. But her number one pick was, you know, this particular sorority. And I asked her why. And she said, uh, one, they, you know, their mission is, you know, to end hunger. And uh, she, out of all of the sororities she looked at, this one had the, the strongest philanthropic slant that resonated with her heart. So, you know, you know, I've often said to people, you know, when they're, when we're doing the turkey brigade, sure, we're, you know, we're bringing a meal to a family. Um, and boy, you know, some of these families, you know, um, if you're a parent, you know, I mean, if there's a level of embarrassment, there's a level of letdown, there's a level of fear um, uh, and discouragement. If you're not able to provide in a manner that you would like for your family. When, you know, somebody knocks on your door and answers that question for you and allows you to have one less thing to think about, that's a gift. But I will tell you far and away, people that participate in our Turkey Brigade get 10 times more back from the participation of it than I really believe our uh, recipients get. I, I truly believe that. And I, you know, doing it now for 23 years, I, you know, there's, you know, story upon story upon story that, you know, we, we've heard about people just having wonderfully uplifting experiences. And now, you know, all these years later, there's, you know, many martial arts schools, um, because I've shared this, you know, many times, uh, many martial arts schools all over the country, uh, that have embraced the Turkey Brigade and they have their own, you know, brigades going now. And some of the school systems in our area have embraced their own little, you know, mini Turkey Brigade. And it's, you know, it's, it's a nice thing. Well, and it's those little bitty steps, you know, the old saying a journey of a thousand miles starts with what one small step. And that's kind of, you know, the, the, the message of today's show, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And that ties into my probably all-time favorite, uh, not only Zig Ziglar quote, but quote of all times is, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what what uh, they want. And it's that doing without expecting in return. And like you said, I'm sure a lot of folks, when they start uh, helping out with the Turkey Brigade, they're thinking, hey, I'm really helping this person, which they are. But it's that return you get without even expecting it. It's like, oh my gosh, it kind of melts your heart, you know? And uh, I've heard uh, speakers say before the most selfless or most selfish thing you can do is do something kind for somebody else because the return on your investment, so to speak, what you get out of that is far more than what even the greatest gift you've tried to give because you know in your heart, man, I really helped somebody else out. But once again, you're doing it with a pure heart. You're not doing it hoping I get something in return. <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I uh, I had a I had an opportunity. Uh, I want to say it was 1993 to uh, uh, meet Zig Ziglar, and oh. uh, you know, he was a hero of mine probably from the time I was 16 years old. And you know, one of the we I had a, a chance to visit with him for you know probably three to five minutes. And uh, one of the questions I asked him is, you know, with all of the with all of the speakers out there in the world and all of the different opinions, how do you choose who to follow? And I know he said this, um, you know, on his, on his recording, but he said, I always check someone out, you know, physically, 
you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And, and then I will, you know, choose whether, you know, that's a person to uh, choose as a mentor or somebody that I, you know, that I could follow. You know, and in martial arts, I think we do, uh, you know, I think we do such a beautiful job, you know, physically, you know, helping people, you know, gain a, a greater, you know, uh, healthy lifestyle. But I think as we look at health and I think as we look at wellness, you know, I believe the definition is expanding because if let's say you're, you're a muscle bound person and you have beautiful flexibility and, and all of that. And when people see you, they just, wow, that's gotta be an athlete, but you don't have peace of mind mm-hmm. in between your two ears. I, you know, I really question whether you're healthy or not. Um, if, you know, you have all of that, but when you see somebody else be successful, you know, it eats you up inside with jealousy. You know, there's there's kind of that total package, and and like uh, I think, like you said about yourself, you know, I, I I'm a work in progress myself, but I think the big message, and and I just share that with you because you brought him up a few times. I I think he kind of gave me that framework, which is I want to be involved in things that are stimulating my growth, helping me to be um, physically the best that I can be, and then also providing myself, you know, and my family with, you know, emotional and and spiritual experiences that can help to mold and and shape them. Oh, I'm just writing down some some notes there. Fantastic. And uh, I, I always like to say, consider that the four-legged table, you know, the mental side, the physical side, the emotional, and the spiritual side. And they've got to be in balance or that table's a wobbly table. And uh, for a large number of years in my life, I was a, a, a wobbly, wobbly table. Now, the table still wobbles from time to time, but I'm able to at least identify maybe <laughs> the wobbly leg now as, a, as opposed to before there was some legs missing on that four-legged table, and that didn't create a whole yes, lot of sir. balance in my life. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of the tattoos I have on my arm is the um, it's a, a Chinese character of Pyong, and Pyong is a balance and harmony, and that's uh, something I probably need to look at more often just to make sure I continue to have that balance. But for you know, as I mentioned, and my listeners here all all the time, it was it was 2012. It was the first time I'd ever heard of this Zig Ziglar guy, and it was uh, on a uh, webinar that Miss Melly Schumann was doing. And here's this excitable gal on here, and she's full of energy. And I'm like, holy cow, this could be my long lost sister. And we've <laughs> we've teased each other about who has more, uh, who's more ADHD, and who's has more, you know, uh, uh, bubbliness and, and goofiness and everything else back and forth. So her and I connected. I mean, immediately after that, and then we've been great friends since. But she kept bringing up this Zig Ziglar during this uh, um, webinar, and I'm like, what the heck? So I remember the first audio book I got from him, and it was one of his last ones that he actually narrated before he passed away, was Better Than Good. And I would uh, it was a seven-disc audio book, and I popped it in the CD player, and I would pick the kids up from school, and we're always used to listen to you know music and rocking out and having a good time. Well, they get in the car, and here's Zig Ziglar, and it, like I said, it was toward the end of his life, and it was, I think, I believe the last audio book that he narrated. And it was really slow, especially the whole first chapter is all about everything. If your life is this, it's better than good. It's better than good. He goes on and on and on. And my kids get in the car and they look at me like, Dad, what in the heck is this? (laughs) 
So it got to the point where every time I'd pick them up, they would say, do we really have to listen to that Zig Ziglar guy again? But it kind of wore on them a little bit, and now they, they sometimes will repeat the phrases, so it's kind of cool. But uh, anyway, I met uh, Melody. we become uh, really good friends right off the bat. That's also the same event that I met Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, and he's been an instrumental part in both of our lives. And then the very next sure. year, um, I went to another conference, and that's when I met Master Paul Garcia. And here, uh, probably less than a year later, I met you at uh, uh, one of the Springfield, New Jersey ProMac events, and it's just crazy how one thing leads to another, and, 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 and you can definitely share to this that, uh, folks, when you get out of that, uh, you know, off that island or that proverbial round hole or, you know, you are who you surround yourself with, but you get out there, there's other things out there that are uplifting, and if you find yourself around people that are constantly a drain on you, pulling you down, it doesn't mean you can't help them. But it does mean that if you're around four or five people that are pulling you down, you're losing that battle. You need to be around people that are lifting you up. So you're at a higher level to help others come up, not try and fight for your own survival. So, And, and I'm sure in every facet of life, uh, sir, you've had to deal with those things as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think, you you know, you bring up a, uh, you know, a great point and you name some, uh, you know, very wonderful people in our in our industry that we're very lucky to have. I think, uh, you know, as I, as I look at the results that I've, you know, produced and the things that I've been involved in, uh, the trajectory is, is definitely not, you know, <laughs> you know, from starting at the bottom and it just goes straight up, yeah. you know, it's, it's raggedy kind of like, you know, you look at a stock growing and it goes up and down and all that, but, you know, the times that I've been the most centered, the times that I've been the most balanced, it's, it's when I have my inner circle of, of, uh, mentors around me and I'm also, you know, plugging into them and, and keeping, keeping the relationship with them alive. You know, it's one thing to, you know, to know, you know, Kiyoshi Kovar and, you know, you see him at a conference once a year, but, you know, the opportunity to be able to interact with him on a regular basis is, you know, it's a, it's a grounding and it's a, it's a centering of me that's, uh, it's just so important. So, you know, for all your listeners, it's just things that I've been taught by, you know, people that I respect is, you know, surround yourself and think about the areas in your life that are important. And all of those areas that are important in my life, I, I have somebody that is my go-to for that particular area, whether it's physical, whether it's martial arts, you know, family, whatever. And you know, kind of take an inventory if there's a particular area in your life that, you know, maybe you're you're falling a little short on or you're you're feeling a little frustration. You know, maybe maybe all you are is just one person away from, you know, just the invitation of, hey, you know, could I take you out for a cup of coffee and just kind of talk to you? You know, I I admire what you do in this particular area and, you know, could I ask you some questions? I mean, you know, it's amazing that it the answer could, you know, quite honestly be as simple as that. There's a saying uh, that I've, you know, that kind of returns in my mind. And uh, uh, the saying is there is no lack. There is only errors in thought. Oh. But listen, if <laughs> here's here's what I know. I'm a writer. Uh, you know, I've, I've written 28 years of newsletters and I write for a magazine and I've written five books and, but here's what I know, Rich, I can proofread your work 
I can't proofread my own work. <laughs> I just can't do it. It doesn't. It it just simply doesn't matter how many times I go over it. Uh, I have a you know a, a young lady that's been working with me and a, a dear friend Terry who works in my office. And anything that goes out publicly, it's got to go. She has to carry eyes, it, I say. But you know, there is no lack, only errors of thought. So. If you're looking at a particular area in your life and you're, you're kind of feeling a little stymied or you're feeling like maybe I've hit the glass ceiling or, you know, and I can't go any further or I, you know, there's just a level of confusion. There is no lack. There's only errors in thought. And sometimes we're just one person away from just helping us shape how we see something so that we can, you know, break through and get to that next level. So I wanted to share that you know, with you and, and certainly your listeners as well uh, as something that's, you know, that's helped me countless times, you know, over the years. Oh, that's fantastic. Right now, there's no lack. There's only error in thought. And there's only errors in thought. Yes, sir. Wow. That's good stuff, listeners. There's a, um, that's, that's a right hook of reality. Maybe not as heavy as I normally hammer them out there, but that one, think about that. Reflect on that for a little bit. Because oftentimes we do that. We, 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 uh, that kind of gets back. Uh, it, uh, another quote I wrote down from uh, a previous guest is, uh, where was it at? i got to find it. Oh, you, you don't have to know to go. So you may be thinking I'm lacking in this, lacking in that. Well, that's just an errant thought. And you don't have to always know all the answers to get things started. So that kind of gets back around to <laughs> our quote, which I keep pounding on the viewers and list- or listeners here today, is uh, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. You have to make that determination to start and do something. And surrounding yourself, and, and uh, you know, you, we both just talked about it, you got to surround yourself with people that lift you up. And as Jim Rome mentions and says uh, every episode, every book I've read by him and uh, every, uh, uh, it wasn't necessarily podcast back in Jim Rome's day, but uh, uh, I don't know what they were then, uh, those audio productions. CDs. CDs, (laughs) that's what they were. (laughs) Even cassettes, maybe. Um, You are a product of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most, and uh, you're going to become who you surround yourself with. So surround yourself with those people that lift and push and drive you to be your very, very best. But in the process, make sure you keep your feet on the cl- uh, feet on the ground, and you know your head can be up there uh, uh, soaring with the eagles. But make sure you stay humble enough to stay on the ground and remember where you came from in order to help lift others up. And those are the type of people. What, what did Bruce Lee say? Uh, Knowledge will give you power, but character will give you respect. And that's how you establish your character. And our listeners hear me talk about this a lot, and it's just wonderful to have another great voice on the the show. Last week, we had Professor Brandon Beliso. Two weeks ago, we had uh, Master uh, Karen Eden on the show, and uh, just wonderful human beings, and just so blessed, sir, to have you on the show today. Thank you very, very much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's uh, it's quite a lineup of people, and it's, you know, as I mentioned to you when we were in Vegas together, you know, there's, you know, I think there's there's far more good going on in the world than there is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite what what you know where you know what we see in the news, uh, and I think you know you choosing a platform like this to be able to share positive energy with the world, I think is so important, and and we need we need more vehicles like this um, because there's I don't think the world is short on people sh- wanting to share uh, with others how um, 
you know, how to be their best selves. Uh, but, you know, podcasts and, and videos, and I mean, it's just the world has really, right, exploded, especially over the past 10, 15 years of just the, the free resources that are out there. It's just tremendous, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's obviously the connection that we've, we've had here with this. And every time we don't, uh, you know, see each other a couple times a year, but, uh, um, you know, that, that's that bond of, you know, good human beings wanting to do, uh, what, what can I learn from you? And maybe what can I share with, uh, what can you, yeah, what can I learn from you? That's what I'm trying to say. And possibly what can I share with you to help us both grow and help us both, uh, you know, achieve our, our purpose in life of helping others live their best. And I like to say kick in life. Because obviously that's the name of the show. <laughs> but yeah, right. uh, get a plug in there for that. But uh, uh, in order to do that, and it, it, it's uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Surround yourself with life like minded people. And uh, right. uh, you, you mentioned. Rich, I'd be, I'd, I'd be curious if you, if you don't mind me asking you a question. Oh, please. Oh, yes, sir. So I I had the good fortune of uh, graduating Tony's programs in the, in the late 90s. I. I completed Master University. I know you very excited um, uh, after you attended the Chicago event. What were the, you know, one or two greatest takeaways that you had from that experience? Good question. Great question. And, and, and here's another thing. I'm, 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 I got to stop saying I'm ashamed because I just didn't know what I didn't know. You know, the, the Socrates sign, the only thing I know for sure is I don't know much of anything. <laughs> well, I, right. I, I, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was. Uh, it, it was it was kind of a life transformational thing in 2012 when I first heard, you know, and I chose to be on the webinar, uh, Melody Schumann speak of Zig Ziglar. And then that had been the opportunity to learn, you know, John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, um, uh, Simon Sinek now, Mel Robbins, and all these greats, and Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I, I, I'd never... You know, Dale Carnegie, any of these things have always been there, but I, I just didn't um, have the group of influence, the people I was around, and it's my own fault. I made the choice. It was my own fault, but I, I, I didn't, I knew nothing of these things. So I often right. share with the listeners the transformation in the past five or six years and the people I've met and been able to fortune, good fortune to surround myself with, that led to the Tony Robbins uh, event which five years ago he was in Chicago, and uh, I was just kind of starting on this journey. And I always try to be an opti- optimistic, positive guy, but uh, there were a lot of limiting beliefs and negative thoughts and everything else that had been planted over 40-something years. So it was it was kind of going through and breaking through those things. So I missed him five years ago, and I said, no, I was like literally checking every single week, when's he coming back close enough to go? And uh, this one popped up. So to answer your question, and thank you very, very much for asking, it's, uh, I took my son, Austin, and I know you've met Austin a couple times. Uh, uh, he's 18 years old. I took him up as a graduation gift and because uh, he just graduated high school. And then also kind of uh, his birthday was around the same time, kind of a dual thing there. So we got the VIP tickets, and it was fantastic. Being able to share that moment with him, walking across the hot coals at 1.30 in the morning was outstanding. And just to see it help him, because he looked over the itinerary and is like, Dad, are, are you kidding me? We're going to be here from 8.30 in the morning till like 2 o'clock at night the first day, and then every other day is like that. <laughs> you know, he's an 18-year-old kid. But just to feel his energy and passion and power and to be there with him was 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 exceptional. The words can't I, – I can't come up with the words, and I talk a lot, but I can't come up with them to explain that. So, folks, you've got an opportunity right. to take your teenager. Holy smokes. Now, just know, Tony – 
uh, uh, is very expressive. He, he drops the F-bomb from time to time to get an emotional reaction. That's kind of his neuralistic programming, as he likes to call it. So just, just know that that's going to be there, but it was, it was powerful. The second biggest thing, and it's, it's a close second, was, uh, <laughs> and this, was, this was kind of gooses me up, and I shared this with the listeners before, so you, you folks have heard it, but it, it, it's, it's worth repeating, was allowing me to, uh, you're going to be all choked up here, to let go of my limited beliefs. My limited beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, you know, the things that were planted in my head, Richie, you're, you're never going to make it. Richie, you're too small. Richie, you're, you're not strong enough. Richie, you're not smart enough. You know, uh, all the limited beliefs that were planted on me that I allowed to fester in my mind. And it was, it was said, now I look back, those people were just trying to prepare me for the realities of the world. I was always kind of a dreamer and a visionary. And, uh, you know, it was almost like the Rocky saying, the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows, mean, nasty place that'll beat you to your knees. And those were the seeds that were kind of planted on me. And the people that planted those seeds, I, I believe now, out of the goodness of their heart, they were just trying to give me a wake-up call. But man, oh man, those, those scars were still there. I'm 48 years old. And, uh, <laughs> and even and, and when I share that with listeners and I share that with people, which I was embarrassed to share before because I don't want to be thought of as you know, a fraud or a hypocrite. Like, who are you to tell us how to live our life when you still you know, haven't lived your best life and you still have limiting beliefs and you still don't believe in yourself. Well, now that uh, uh, Tony brought that out, I'm able to share that openly. And man, I feel good about it too. And I feel like I've really been able to connect with more people by, and I've always tried to be genuine, but yet, you know, sometimes you got to feel like, uh, you know, I got to be a superhero here. You know what? Every superhero has, has the other side and that other side's the opposite side of the yin and the yang, right? And uh, so I've been able to openly share that more because I let go of those limiting beliefs. Gosh darn it, I am worthy of this. All right, yeah, that's that, that's just amazing. And uh, you know, uh, Melody is a is a bright bright light in our industry for sure. And uh, you know, it's a beautiful example of how you know she mentioned one thing, which you know uh, planted the seed, and and look at what you've exploded into as a result of that. Uh, you know, that's, that's amazing. Uh, you know, the idea of sharing, you know, that type of powerful experience with your child, uh, incredible, uh, especially, you know, teenager, of course, which I don't think, uh, you know, younger would probably be appropriate, but, um, and then, and then also too, like, you know, show me the person that says they don't have, uh, you know, some kind of limiting belief. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that really exists. Um, you know, and I guess the other thing that I would say about that, that I, that I heard you say about kind of being fake and false and all of that, you know, there was a, a gentleman that kind of admired the way I speak and asked me to kind of work with him on it. And he was a little nervous and he was, you know, super capable, competent person, but he was just nervous about speaking. And I said, you know, I will take sincerity over a a polished speaker any day of the week, you know? So, you know, if you give with your heart and you give for the right reasons, even if you don't have, you know, uh, I'm not saying you, I was talking to him, you know, you don't have polish and pizzazz or whatever, because those were the things that he was worried about. Like if you just speak from your heart and you just try to be the best you, you can be. And, you know, because who can pull off being Tony? Uh, I know one person on the planet and that's Tony. We can all learn from them, but I would be a second rate. I would be a, you know, 
200th rate Tony, but you know, I, I just do the best I can to keep my focus on being the best, you know, me I can be. And uh, I think you're doing a beautiful job bringing across to your listeners, you know, the, the, just that that sincere, authentic, that vulnerable side that I think is going to, you know, uh, continue to and uh, have people become more and more attracted to you because there is, there is not a facade, you know, and so bravo, my friend, bravo. Yeah. Uh, you, you've choked me up a couple of times on the show, so thank you very, <laughs> very much. I, uh, I, 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 I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and it's kind of something I talk about on the video blogs, and I mean it, I, I, and folks, you know, I, I'm doing as much research as I can. I bring on the best guest for the uh, podcast and doing everything I can to learn as much as I can and then be as genuine as I can to share that with you. Uh, and, and, you know, I grew up with a father who he was, um, well, he served honorably in Vietnam and, and obviously didn't have a very pleasant experience, but he uh, only had an eighth grade education. He came out of Vietnam and changed his name to Butch and became an over-the-road truck driver. So if that doesn't kind of paint a picture <laughs> of who dad was, and I grew up a farm boy, so shoveling uh, poo and baling hay and milking cows, and it was almost like the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue, but it was a boy named Richie. <laughs> and so he was right. going to toughen me up because he knew he wasn't going to be around. And, um, you know, here's Richie teaching aerobics at 18 years old, and here's Richie, you know, uh, <laughs> just, just being who I was. And... You know, and, and I love my dad more than anything. We had our first cup of coffee uh, um, about a year and a half ago, and you know, in our adult lives. And, uh, and and I understand now he just did the best he could do with what he had, you know. And uh, But he's a guy that never opened up. He always thought any kind of vulnerability was a sign of weakness, and weakness is going to get you destroyed. But then on the other side, I had my mom and my grandma, which kind of tried to balance things out with uh, always Richie. You know, put God first, Richie, do it for the right reasons. Richie, what's your integrity worth? So, you know, it, it, it was a pretty good balance, but it oftentimes I was at one extreme or the other, you know, trying to find that midline of comfortability. And, uh, well, that's just comfortability, but just a midline of balance. How about that? But right. You, you're yes, sir. Yes, you're sir. right. Um, and then, yeah, the seeds that were planted by uh, Melody, and that's kind of the goal I try and share now. Uh, I just had the opportunity last Friday to go to one of the middle schools, 850 kids, and div- deliver my bullyproof uh, speech. And being bullyproof like Teflon, you know, nothing can touch me, nothing can hurt me. And a big part of that speech was we often bully ourselves because we try and fit in. And it's not necessarily where we don't belong, but as you mentioned, there's only one Tony Robbins. And that was something I brought up to the kids. We compare ourselves to others, and I said that's where we bully ourselves because we are never going to be as great as somebody else because we weren't made like somebody else. But here's the other side of it. Nobody's ever going to be as great as us because we were made and born differently. So be an original. Don't be a cheap replica of somebody else because who wants to be a cheap anything and especially a replica of somebody else? Be who you were born to be. Now, obviously, easier said than done. And today's, you know, uh, I'm almost going to say cosmetic society where everybody, you know, hides behind uh, their, their, their profile page of, all doctored up and looking this and that, we've all gotten, Brandon Beliso says this all the time, our flaws, our warts, and everything else. We're human beings. Let's take that and make that the best instead of trying to compare ourselves to others, instead of trying to be a Tony Robbins. So, golly, thank you very much for bringing that point up. That that kind of drove these other points home. Wow. Booyah. You know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I come from a belief that um, 
you know, the name of our school, as you know, is Personal Best Karate. And I, I really, truly, in my heart, believe that that the highest standard we can possibly go for is to be the absolute best version of ourselves, or what we call personal best. I think a lot of people become derailed and discouraged because they're they're trying to pull off a result that they have no business pulling off. You know, uh, listen, I I'm in New England, so of course I. Uh, you know, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, <laughs> you know, but uh, at 49 years old, it's just not, it, it would be inappropriate for me to think I'm going to be an NFL star. Um, you know, so if, if my basis of comparison of how I feel is, you know, compared to how, you know, one of the, you know, 22 year olds coming out of college is performing on the field. Well, you know, I'm destined to always feel less than I think sometimes you know, we can get a great deal of inspiration Oops. from comparison and looking around. But then other times, I think sometimes, and, and maybe more, more, than, more than the inspiration, I think sometimes it can discourage us because we it inadvertently plants an expectation that we falsely put on ourselves that, that really shouldn't belong there, where if we just keep a focus on, look, I, I'm just, I'm training to be the best I can be. And that is that's my 100% focus, and and I feel I feel I can control that. I can get inspiration from other people, but as soon as we start comparing, that's when I think we're flirting with uh, uh, you know something that's going to be detrimental. No, I agree 100%, 100%. And as Kiyoshi Kovar says, you if if you compare yourself to somebody who's doing better than you. Um, you're thinking, well, I'll never be that good. So you're putting yourself down. And if you compare yourself to maybe someone you're doing a little bit better than you're going to say, well, at least I'm not that bad. <laughs> so now I'm judging, <laughs> right. I'm judging somebody that may not have it as, as well off as I do. So either way I'm sure. losing. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, and, and that's, that's tough. Just like anything in life, that's a tough balance, but, um, yeah. Well, to go back to, to go back to your friend, Zig Ziglar, <laughs> Success in life is not based on what you do compared to others because you could be 10 times as talented in a particular area. Success in life is based on what you do with what you could have done with what God gave you. Oh, my goodness. Personal best. Got to repeat that, sir, if you would, please. Yes, sir. Success is not based on how you do compared to somebody else because you could, they could be they could have 10 times the natural physical ability as you, or they could have 10 times the IQ or, you know, whatever it is. Success in life is based on how you do compared to how you could have done with the abilities that God gave you. And that, that is a, that's a direct quote. That's not mine, of course. That's a direct quote from Zig. And I'm only, again, bringing it up because you, you know, oh. You've referenced him, you know, a, a number of times today. Absolute personal, you know, hero of mine for sure. But, you know, that quote is, uh, you know, probably the genesis of personal best came from that one quote. Man. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and any quotes you want to drop in, uh, Zig Ziglar or any <laughs> other, please do. Uh, the listeners yeah. hear it all the time. But uh, I, my whole, I guess, kick I've been on the last several years is and and and, and I, I it's crazy i hadn't even thought about melly schumann plant you know the terms planting the seed and and me with zig ziglar 
But it's the same thing I keep talking about and have for the last several years, you know, planting the right seeds. If you plant onion seeds, you know, what are you going to get on the other end? You're going to get onions. You know, you plant strawberries, you're going to get strawberries. Same thing if you plant negativity, you're going to get negativity. If you plant positivity, you're going to get positivity. Now, unfortunately, the negativity, you know, it's always enhanced by the weeds that come up and help your negativity grow. <laughs> With the positivity, yeah, you got to work a little harder, work a little harder on. Yes, but I never thought of that. You know, Melody planted the Zig Ziglar seed. So I, I, well, as soon as we're done, I'm going to have to give her a call and tell her, thanks for planting that seed. <laughs> give her, yeah, definitely do that. And, uh, and thank her for me because, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, her work, I think, has helped me be a better teacher and I know her impact or you know around the industry has been very profound as well she's a great person and a, a, another fabulous female in the martial arts industry is a, a student of yours who was on the podcast uh, uh, maybe as a month and a half ago Miss um, Nicole Rich she was on here and yeah. uh, she gave you a huge shout out and uh, mentioned what a yeah. as the listeners can hear right now what a wonderful person that you are and she's a great um, human being as well just sweet, very, very sweet. I'm uh, lucky, lucky to have her. I, I, I want to say she's been a student now for some 20 years, and uh, uh, it's just a great relationship we have for sure. Yeah, she's very special. Great, great person. My goodness, wow, this was good. I I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy them all, but thank you so much. I, 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 I'm going to record to say I think you, you you choked me up and gave me more goosebumps than just about anybody on the show thus far. And I get—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a I don't know, soft-hearted guy, so I get goosebumps and get choked up from time to time. But boy, oh boy, you delivered some soft but hard enough right hooks to really hit the heart, and uh, I can't thank you enough for that, sir. Well, I appreciate the—I uh, appreciate your friendship. I appreciate the mission that you're on. Um, I appreciate the opportunity you've given me to to share a little bit of, you know, those things that have had an impact in my life. So. Uh, you know, uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. So before we uh, uh, get off the air here, please share with the listeners how they can follow you, how they can find you, and uh, and, and, and uh, definitely a plug for your books, The Turkey Brigade, Personal Best uh, Karate, everything else you're doing. So if they're in your area, in the New England area, they can uh, come and visit your academy. And if not, they can definitely stay in touch with you via social media and follow you and all the wonderful things that you're doing, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. So if you just look up, uh, you know, Christopher Rappold, uh, you can find me there, you know, uh, pretty easily. If you're going to be in the area, just private message me. And uh, we have uh, six schools and uh, we have people really from all over the world that have come to, to visit, you know, us and, uh, you know, see what it is that we do as as I've gone to hundreds of martial arts schools and learned from so many other people. So that's always a possibility. If anybody's interested in any of the books or wants more information, again, they can, they can private message me. This year, um, for the Turkey Brigade, our, our, our nonprofit charity is personalbestcharity.org um, is the website. And, uh, you know, you can certainly follow us and, and follow our progress there. This year, we're proud to say we're going to pass the, the $1 million mark, um, you know, for the past 23 years of, of doing it. Um, you know, now we've, you know, this year, again, we're going to turn that corner. And our target is to feed 3,400 families this year. So we're excited about that. And, and 
probably on uh, social media, you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, you're really going to see that start to kick up as uh, as we approach the month of October and November. And, um, and Chris, also share that uh, you've got, I know at the last conference uh, we attended together, you had, uh, well, yeah, I think it was the martial arts or the uh, Vegas one. If not, it was the Pro Mac. But regardless, the um, you've kind of got a a layout of how you do the Turkey Brigade. You know, if someone new is wanting to start up, someone's new is wanting to do this, and they're like, I, I want to do it, but how in the heck do I do this? Will you have that information available on your Facebook page as well? Absolutely. If somebody's interested in uh, bringing the Turkey Brigade to their school, all they have to do is just just private message me on uh, Facebook. And I'm happy to share, uh, you know, we really have a kind of a step A to Z on exactly how do I, uh, you know, how to do it. And I'm, you know, very happy because we have uh, turkey brigades now that are that are popping up all over the country. And uh, it's exciting. And so if somebody wants to be a part of, you know, the turkey brigade movement, uh, so to speak, uh, I'd be, you know, very, very happy to share that information and help them. And just uh, to kind of throw it right back there, Melody, <laughs> I, I cannot believe I never thought of it that way, but gosh darn, Melody planted that Zig Ziglar seed in, in my brain, and now you have planted uh, the turkey brigade seed and so many others, and uh, it, it all started off, I, I'm going to say it one more time because it's the quote of the day, so to speak, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. 3,400 families in just your area. And think about the countless other schools and, and just people that, you know, they don't necessarily be school owners or martial artists that are, are following that because you planted that one seed. Gosh darn. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, um, any last minute send offs for our listeners here? Uh, no, I just, uh, you know, stay the course. I think if somebody is listening to your podcast, they are on the right track. And uh, know that there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But, you know, continuing to surround uh, themselves with, uh, you know, the pure, the powerful, the positive messaging and making sure that they're taking care of themselves, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. You just keep that going. And really, you cannot miss. It's not rocket science. It just, you know, takes consistency over time. And, um, you know, there are there is no... There is no, if there is, you know, a secret sauce, you know, truly, I believe that's what it is. Well, yeah, the secret sauce, uh, and back to our buddy Zig there, what you put in is what you're going to get out. You know, you got stinking uh, input, you're going to have stinking output, you got good, clean, healthy, positive input, and a heart and passion desire to help others. Gosh darn, you're going to get so much of that right back, but do it for the right reasons because you want to help, not because you're hoping to get something back. And I say that because I haven't always thought that way. And, and I know when I thought the wrong way, I got the wrong results. Think the right way, get the right results. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Holy smokes. Well, folks, my goodness. How's that, huh? Is that, man, I'm, I, I, I never sit down when I record these shows. I stand up in the studio here and I'm dancing around and moving around. Then I get goosebumpy and then I get, you know, sentimental in the throat. 
Yeah, the, it's like a roller coaster ride of emotions here. <laughs> the, the, wow! <laughs> so you're literally you're literally standing up while you do this. No, no, that one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I tried a couple <laughs> times to sit down, and I was too fidgety, and the producers kept getting on to me because I was moving in the chair, and the chair would affect the audio <laughs> and everything else. Okay. So, so you know, I was that kid with ADHD, and I'm that adult with it too. But now I'm utilizing that. I realized before I thought it was a curse. Now it's a gift to, to to give back and to give all the energy and pump everything into this and you know I, I absolutely this is something I truly truly love to do and I'm just so blessed and fortunate and thank God for opening the door and the opportunity for me to do this and uh, and to have friends like you sir and uh, to be on the show with me it means the world to me it truly does and then folks out there listening Golly, it doesn't matter. I, I could ramble on all the time, but without you sharing this, without you, your feedback and your comments and and uh, um, your positive vibes, boy, that makes it all worth the while. So thank you so much for, uh, for taking time out of your day to listen. And Chris, thank you so much for taking out your time to just to be a part of this. I, I, I'm grateful and from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. It's my pleasure, Rich, and continued success to you, my friend. You as well, sir. Have a blessed, blessed day. I can't wait to connect with you again, sir. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. All right, folks. Wow. Man, I'm pumped. I'm feeling good. Hope you're feeling good as well. As always, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. Please do yourself a favor. Uh, check out Master Chris Rapp, uh, Christopher Rappold's uh, I call him Chris, but Christopher Rappold's uh, material on Facebook and Instagram. It's just another positive light and sometimes an often dark world, but there's enough of us shining, enough positive lights here, baby. We're going to light up the sky, but we're going to open the hearts of people and, uh, you know, detract that negativity, get that, uh, that ugliness out. We're going to push that out by shining the bright light. So do yourself a favor, do that. As always, share this with somebody who you know could benefit because when they come to you and say, hey, man, thank you for sharing that. That really helped me out. You're going to feel as good as I feel by the positive feedback that you give for the show. And, of course, if you have anything you don't like about the show, you know, throw it this way. I can't promise that I'm ever going to change uh, who I am because I, I know I can't please everybody. I shared this with you a few weeks ago. My wife gave me the best right hook of reality. She said, look, not everybody likes iced tea or lemonade or coffee. Not everybody's going to like Master Rich Grogan. Just get used to it. And I was like, I want everybody to like me, though. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of a false hope. That's not going to happen. So I know the folks that listen here, you, you connect with what I'm trying to do here. And God bless you for that. And I love you for it. I truly, truly do. All right, everybody. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I mean your very best. And you'll become your very best. Have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.